Yo, hey everyone, it's your boy Q. Welcome back to Footy with Q. So after my last episode, when I called everyone out on the Yano Black and Alison debate and said, message me and explain this logic to me of why people think Alison is better. One of my buddies messaged me, and I'm thankful he did. And he just said, Q, you're forgetting a very big aspect of the game, which is team strategy. So with your goalkeeper, some of them have to play a sweeper-like position, and some of them get to hang back and kind of just hang out on the line. And that's one thing I completely forgot to take into consideration because Jan Oblak gets to hang out at the line and Atletico kind of invites that pressure because they play a more defensive game. Whereas Liverpool, their defensive line is a little bit higher and Alisson has to play a little bit off his line. So completely different style of play and you got to take that into consideration. He did agree that both of those players were the top two keepers. So um, that is an agreement everywhere that those are probably the two best keepers. Um, but yeah, that, he just pointed out something that I completely overlooked. And I appreciate that. I like I like when people call me out and 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 let me know hey Q I think I think you're forgetting something cuz you know sometimes that happens sometimes i get caught up a little bit and and i'm not the type to get all prideful and deny it i'm telling you now i i, I overlooked something so with that being said it makes the debate a little bit harder so i get it i get it now i get why people were saying Alison could be the best keeper in the world anyway that same friend Asked me a question and I wanted to address it right away. And it's about Barcelona. He said, as a Barca boy, can you explain the Champions League collapses against Roma and then Liverpool? Well, the thing is, ironically, since the conversation started about Alisson, I think he was the difference. He was on Roma when Barcelona lost to Roma. And then he was on Liverpool when Barcelona lost against Liverpool. No, I'm not actually serious. I don't think he was the main factor. But uh, I found it pretty interesting looking back on it, reflecting that he literally was the keeper to shut us out when when he needed to. So maybe maybe subconsciously I showed a little bit of hate towards him last episode because of this. But who knows? But anyway, I will address... I will address the the collapses of Barcelona and and in general what those collapses mean and why Barcelona isn't where they once were a few years ago. I'll tell you the one thing I think it comes down to management. I I genuinely was confused when they brought in Valverde I was confused when they didn't sack him after the first season. I was confused when they didn't sack him again and again. And there were so many reports of him about to be sacked and it just never happened. And I just don't get why. All our managers were tacticians. They were smart. 
They played a beautiful game. They analyzed the game in a way that most managers don't. And that was just the Barca way, right? We kind of veered away from Tiki Taka, which is fine. But to a certain extent, we still held that dominance and we still played pass first footy. Valverde comes in and it just didn't look like, like I never saw the same team twice with Valverde. The, the, the tactics were constantly changing and it doesn't make sense to me because when you're a smaller club, you change your tactics to, to, to match or to counter your opposing team, right? That that's a common thing. So for example, um, this past year I was in Madrid. I went and watched a Betis versus Madrid game and Betis played a five, one, two, two, which is not their normal formation, but they're a smaller club and they're playing an attacking force like Madrid. So they put five at the back to counter Real Madrid's attack force. And it worked out. They got the nil-nil draw, right? Which is amazing for Betis and horrible for Madrid. So it works out for the smaller club. But Madrid played their own game. So to see a team like Barca changing their tactics week to week to, to accommodate and to play counter football to the team that they're facing is just not like us we play we play our pass first footy we live and die by it that's our game and we got to keep playing the game so for a long while we didn't and it was ugly and it's weird because the fans didn't like him and the players didn't like him but the board loved the fact that he was a former former Barca boy. And I think that kind of clouded them a little bit. I think seeing him get fired was one of the best things that happened to Barcelona. Because truthfully, the, 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 the reason you lose 3-0 and then 4-0 in back-to-back years is because you lack a certain intensity. And to a certain extent that that intensity that style of play comes from the touchline and they they weren't getting that from the touchline so i think in large part valverde is the the bigger reason that that barca team collapsed two years in a row i think moving forward we'll see better things because they finally grew up and fired him he he experimented too much with lineups and big games. He played people out of position. There was just a lot going on. He favorited certain players that shouldn't have been favorited. And kind of makes you think about what's going on behind the scenes. Because in certain cases, for example, Arturo Vidal came out and said, you know, why buy me if you're not going to play me? And that happens sometimes. You know what I mean? Like Real Madrid spent millions, record-breaking fee on Kaka, and it didn't work out. And they put him on the bench until they eventually sold him. It happens. Sometimes you buy players and you don't work out, and then they get sold. So what did Barca do? Instead of selling Vidal, knowing he's not a good fit, 
they kind of pressured Valverde to put him back in the lineup, which means what? They dropped Sergio Busquets. And I'm not a fan of that play at all because Sergio Busquets is one of the best defensive midfielders of his time, right? He's gotten praise from every single manager he's ever been with. He, he, he has so many trophies and, you know, maybe he's not the star of the show, but he plays 90 minutes in every single one of those big games and he's, he's there and he's present and sometimes you're not watching for the holding midfielder position because truthfully it's kind of a boring position to watch if you're a, a just a regular footy fan but if you're paying attention he's he's one of the best at, at what he does so to drop him for a Arturo Vidal is very odd to me and and I you know there's got to be there's got to be some some pressure from the top and recently we found out there may have been a little bit of pressure from the top and there may have been some problems between head office management and the players. So I don't know if many of you know this, but Eric Abidal, who was a former Barca player, now works on the board. So he publicly called out the players and said that the players didn't give Valverde a chance and they didn't play with the intensity so that it would reflect poorly on him. Now, Messi, in the very next practice, Abidal walks in and Messi stops practicing and just reams him out. And Messi thought it was a private conversation. Turns out there was someone listening. They reported it to the press and it broke out. And everyone's like, uh-oh, there's some drama at, at Barcelona. And I respect Messi for that because he showed why he's the captain in that, in that scenario. And he stepped up and he said, listen, don't call out my players. You're the coach you brought us wasn't good enough. Don't put that on us. That has nothing to do with us. That's on you guys. We want a better coach. And, and I think for years it's been that way where they just weren't gelling with Valverde and only real Barcelona fans saw that. So for it to probably come out like that was insane. Was was a really big deal. And then it came after Valverde was fired. But it shows you that for the last couple of years, there's been, there's been a spark missing with these Barca players. Because when you're playing for a, a manager who isn't u- utilizing you properly and who isn't making the right decisions, you kind of play with your head down. And then it's easy to blow leads like that, right? It's easy to blow uh, 4-0 and 4-1 leads if if you're playing with your head down. So kudos to Messi for calling him out for that. And I hope the Barca board understood what he was saying and are, are really looking at it and assessing it moving forward. Now, the, the cool thing is, is that Xavi's over in Qatar and he's managing there. And the Barca board is pushing him to come coach Barca. And he said he didn't want to initially, but now he's a little bit more interested because I think he sees what's happening. And I think he, the board and the players all know that he could be someone in the middle who respects both sides, the players and the, and the board, and is kind of a mediator between them. And he'll do the right thing.
So as cool as it is to have Setien in, and he's a disciple of Johann Cruyff, which is cool, but I would love to see Xavi in there because, because I think that's what the players want, right? Another another way that they're all disagreeing is is in most cases your manager is making the signings, right? In Barca's case, many of the times it's the board making the signing. The manager doesn't necessarily get a say. So I've been saying that for a while that that Bartomeu's people are making the signings and not Valverde. And a couple of my my Barca friends called me out on it. And they're like, "Q, that's some of the dumbest thing I've I've ever heard." But then here's here's something that I found very coincidental. Longley comes in, and I'm going to tell you right now, Longley is not a good player. He's constantly out of position. He he constantly puts his foot wrong. He has a pretty low IQ for someone who plays for FC Barcelona. So I'm not a fan of the guy. I genuinely don't know why he wears our, our stripes. But here he is on the board, and guess what? Valverde didn't make the signing. It was the board. Arturo Vidal, another guy who I've I've openly said I don't like him in the Barca colors because he doesn't fit. He doesn't fit our system. He doesn't fit in our formation. It doesn't make sense that they brought him in. Well, guess what I found out? It wasn't Valverde. It was the board. Right? So th- this is this is stuff that I, I was I was explaining to my friends and I was telling them and they said but even still the manager still has a say not necessarily because when Setien came in his first couple games Arturo rode the bench and Umtiti started instead of long leg and then suddenly Arturo's back in the lineup and Umtiti gets benched for long leg so kind of coincidental that the new coach comes in tries to play the players that should be playing, and then all of a sudden, for absolutely no reason, because Busquets got his spot back and was playing incredibly, Umtiti got his spot back and was playing incredibly, but then they suddenly get benched for no reason, and that's that. That, my friends, is not coincidence. That's the board pushing the coach, saying, listen, we paid big money for these guys, you better play them. Which is super wrong, in my opinion. It it, it takes me back to a time when... When Rio Ferdinand was on a talk show and they, they were they were talking about Barcelona and he said, there are many, many players on this Barca team who don't deserve to wear the stripes. He said, he said, nowadays wearing that Barca crest on your chest means something. So you can't just let any random player wear it. And I loved that. And I loved Rio for, for saying that because that's how I felt for so long. And then someone finally said it out loud and publicly and, and called them out. And we're still seeing that today where there are certain players who don't deserve to wear these stripes. Like, I'm sorry, we're we're one of the biggest clubs in history. So we should we should have big names. You know what I mean? Longley should not be our starting center back. The guy can't, he doesn't, he doesn't even play for France. He's not even good enough to play for France. But he's good enough to play for Barca? No, that doesn't make sense to me. You know what I mean? That doesn't that does not make sense to me at all. Arturo Vidal, Bayern just pushed him out because they didn't want him anymore. That's that's saying something. That means he's in the decline of his career. So we're gonna take him on. What are we, the MLS, where we take on European scraps? No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're not we're not that club. So so whatever's going on with this board, they need to relax. 
They need to listen more to the manager and the players need to get more involved in the tactics and stuff. The past few years, the only reason we've won is because these players have a certain level of chemistry with one another that they can put, they can, you know, scrap by. But you're not going to scrap by against Roma. You're not going to scrap by against Liverpool, especially in Rome, especially in England. It's just, it's just not going to happen. No matter how good your chemistry is, these are good teams with good chemistry, with good coaches who are hungry for it. And sorry, but under Valverde, they were hungrier than you were. So they got the they got the comeback wins, and they made us look like fools. I'm gonna be honest. After both those games, I had to hide out for a couple of days because I didn't want to get embarrassed. Right? I didn't want to get made fun of. It was it was just rough. So I think I think that kind of drama between the board and the managers and the players needs to be resolved. I think that's another big reason as to why. Barcelona fell apart and has been falling apart. I think another thing comes down to leadership. And and I know I just talked about positive leadership from Messi when when he he defended his players. I respect that so much. But Messi's not a vocal leader. And what I mean by that is Messi is a game changer. Messi's your best player on the pitch. He he has the respect of all the players on both sides but he's not your he's not your Vidic, your Puyol, your John Terry where where they're they're a kind of vocal leaders, right? Where they're talking to the team and they're placing the team. There are times where you catch Messi playing with his head down. And I promise you, I promise you back in the day you look at our last two captains, Xavi and Puyol, they did not play with their head down. Puyol broke his arm mid-play and still made a slide tackle. That guy was a beast. Xavi could be down by three goals and he'd still be playing with his head up. Sometimes you see Messi drop his head, right? And I'm not being critical of Messi. I'm being critical of, of that specific leadership style, right? I always say just because that person is your best player, that doesn't mean they're your captain. I'll give you a personal anecdote. I played I played a lot of sports when I was younger, a lot of basketball, and not once, not one time when I was playing basketball was the best player of the team also the team captain. Because they they led through their performance, but they couldn't be that vocal leader where they could they could get lift everyone's spirit up. You know what I mean? And that and that's a true thing. So I'm not I'm not taking anything away from anyone's game. I'm just merely making an observation about the style of person that they are, right? So this this applies to all the Barca captains right now. Iniesta, or Iniesta, Iniesta's gone. Uh, Messi, Roberto, Pique, and Busquets. None of them are really vocal, keep your chin up, head up, let's motivate the team type leaders. And I think that's that's another big downfall. You don't have the necessary leadership qualities to help your team and you're not doing yourself any favors because there aren't any more homegrown players. You know what I mean? We were all about bringing in kids from La Masia and we were turning them into our leaders, our best players. 
and slowly that's trickling down, right? The youngest of those four is Sergio Roberto, and they're talking about selling him. So, you know, in, in a couple years when Messi decides he, he's going to hang up the boots or he's going to go and play over in Argentina, who takes the armband? You know, I, I don't see, like, like maybe Ter Stegen, I think, but I don't even think he has that leadership style because if he did, if anybody in the back four, in the back five, sorry, goalkeeper and defense, if any of those guys had a, a, a dominant leadership style, then there would have been better communication on that on that corner kick against Liverpool. There would have been better communication in Rome when we got slapped three 0 right? I think, I think that's that's a big thing that that Barca needs to address is is they don't have someone who who's like Puyol, who's like Xavi, who can can lift a team's motivation mid game, right? And a lot of times teams can can get away with not having that leader because they have a manager who's like that. Well, I've just previously mentioned we don't have a manager like that. Right? In in the the earlier success that Barca faced, we had guys like Pep and Frank Reichardt who were that. And then you combine them with the the, the Puyols. And it was just, it was amazing. It was incredible. And when you lose something like that and you get a more timid coach like Valverde and a more introverted player like Messi and and an and immature, I'm sorry, immature player like Pique who has been in the game for so long and has just stayed the same skill level. He hasn't gotten better. He hasn't gotten smarter. You'd think playing at this top level for so long would give you a higher IQ, but it hasn't. And it hasn't given him those leadership traits. So, so you can't expect PK to lead from the back when you keep bringing him in a, a new young center back. Well, he's not going to teach them anything because he himself doesn't know much. Right? So that that's that's really the combination of three things for me that that have led to to Barcelona blowing these big leads. And, and Barcelona just struggling in the past recent years. I think it comes down to bad management. I think it comes bad down to um, uh, too many disagreements between the players, the coaches, and the board. And I think it comes down to poor leadership. Those are, those are my three things as to why Barca hasn't seen success. So that's it from me. I guess this is a Barca episode. <laughs> Hope you all enjoy and, and, if you have any refutes to what I say, again, as always, please message me on Instagram. The handle is at footy with Q. And if you don't want to refute what I say and just want to show support, give me a follow. Appreciate the love. All right, we'll chat soon. See you guys.